With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Instant Reaction Podcast, Trent Condon here as Iowa knocks off Michigan on the road 82-71. The win for the Hawkeyes as they continue this dominating stretch over the last month plus now. Another win for the Hawkeyes. Now, we had a little different plan here this evening. We were out at Wellman's in West Des Moines tonight having a game watch out there with our friends from Circa Sports Circa, home of the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas, and now here in the state of Iowa with their Circa Sports app where you can download it and play with them. Some of the best odds you're going to find out there. If you're a futures player, they have everything that you can watch and do it. I'm having a chance to make a little bit more money in that realm. But we're going to do that out there. Andrew Downs was scheduled to come out. He had some sickness in the family, so he wasn't able to come there. Ross Peterson, he was part of the game watch from KXNO. He was out there. We watched the whole game. And then as we were getting ready to set up and record the podcast right after the game from Wellman's, well, we ran into a little bit of a snafu. Music got a little bit louder. Environment changed a little bit. And you know what? I said, let's change it here. Let's just go home plug in the equipment, and we'll do the instant reaction here from home. And that's what we're going to do here this evening. And what a night it was. It, and this one felt a little bit different, at least in my mind, for Iowa. 82-71, as mentioned, the final here. Another great performance from Keegan Murray that really goes without saying. His ability to go out there, control the game, the hot start that he had, a couple of three-pointers early on. J-Bo also with one early in. Iowa jumps out to that early lead, and really for all intents and purposes, they coasted from there. But as you look back at this Iowa streak, and you look at some of these victories, and and you look at maybe the excitement that has built for some people, yet it still doesn't feel like the Iowa Hawkeye fan base is enamored with this Iowa team. It's not beloved. It's not one that is, at least at this point, when you're going to be bouncing your kids or your grandkids on your knee and talking about the great, 21-22 Iowa basketball team. And I think there's a reason for that. Go through this stretch now as they have won eight of their last nine. They beat Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska twice, Northwestern, Michigan State, who is not a vintage Michigan State team. It was fun in the moment. And even Ohio State, you know, the Buckeyes are inconsistent, at least from where we saw when Iowa poked up that victory. And Ohio State, as good as they've been, a solid basketball program. Look, it's not like beating the Buckeyes in football, right? 
it's a good solid program. It's a nice win on the road, and it was Iowa's first quad one victory. But again, not one of those wins that I think took it to another level. This one, it just felt different. And Michigan's not great themselves. This is not a great Michigan team. But to go in there, to dominate that game the way that they did, to even when you're leaking a little bit of oil and letting Michigan try to get back in the game, you had a response every single time. It just felt different. This is a capper. This is a way to end what we've seen during this streak. And now, one more to go, right? Got Illinois coming up on Sunday. An opportunity to change a lot of things. We're going to get into that here today. We're going to look forward at the rest of the schedule, see how things play out, how it's going to work out, and the possibilities that are still there as we look forward to the Big Ten tournament and then pass that to the NCAA tournament. Another quad one victory. That's great. Add that to the resume. It started before the Ohio State Road victory. They don't have a quad one win. And then after that, well, they only have one quad one win. Well, now they have two. And you look at it in its totality, not just at quad one, but look at it as the NCAA committee does a lot of times. And that is looking at what you've done against the top two quadrants and those victories. And the other thing about the quadrant system, which is fine for what it is, but for the people that are married out there, look, there is no real justification between beating a team ranked in the top 30 and a team that's ranked 32nd. Now, the difference, of course, in the quad system is that's the difference between a quad one win and a quad two win, so that is important. But ultimately, it is just a, an adequate number that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But this is going to be a quad one victory, doing this on the road as Iowa have. Iowa's gone out. And what we've seen defensively, and they had to go to zone, and again, the zone was junk. It wasn't very good. But how this team became a good, a solid at the very least, man team defensively. Watching this squad, late in the first half, if you got on your DVR at home, or if you're old school and you got a VCR, and God bless you if you do, go back and watch that sequence at the end of the first half and the defense that we saw played from Jordan Bohannon. Jordan Bohannon is never going to be considered a great defensive player. That is not what anybody is going to talk about when they talk about the great career of Jordan Bohannon. But what we've seen out of him, the effort on that end of the floor, using the smarts that he has and the understanding of the game, and that's as good as anybody out there, and now taking that to this level and adding just that extra oomph, it's incredible to see. And, and that sequence right at the end of the first half, I think really bears out a lot of what we saw there. It was a Keegan show, but it wasn't just Keegan. It was also what we saw out of Chris Murray. Again, another great performance from him off the bench. He goes 8 of 9 from inside the arc, hits a three-pointer on top of it, finishes the game 9 of 11 from the floor. He's battling inside, 6 rebounds and assists, a block shot, a couple of steals. Chris Murray... He was right there with his brother Keegan tonight and these top performances. Jordan shot the ball incredibly well. The offense moved in a night where this was surprising. Iowa only 11 assists tonight in a game where they score 1.26 points per possession. That's elite offense. And even against a team, Michigan, it's not a great defensive team by any means. That's a still a really good number. And yet to only have 11 assists, something that we usually see those assist numbers higher for this Iowa basketball team. That was one of the surprise, surprises coming out of it. 
Tony Perkins again, doing it on the defensive end, doing it on the offensive end, and that step back three, it was a huge one. Iowa 11-19 from the three-point line. They shoot 58% from downtown, just 50% from inside the arc. You don't see that very often. 19-38 to from inside. At the free throw line, 11 of 12. And as mentioned, every single time this Hawkeye team had a response for Michigan. Iowa now moves to 12 and 7. And before the year, where were you with this Iowa basketball team? What were your realistic expectations about what you thought this team was going to be? For me, I thought they were going to be a bubble team. And the wrong side of the bubble. I thought this was a year where they're going to be an NIT team. They were going to be 18 and 14 after the Big Ten tournament, and then maybe get a home game as a three seed in the NIT, and then go in the round if they go on the road the next round if they would advance. That, that that's where my expectation level was for this squad. I was concerned about Bohannon coming back for a sixth year. I wondered what that meant for the young guys that were out there, what it was going to mean for them going forward. You had that concern. Keegan Murray, we saw the flashes a year ago, but can can he become the guy? We've certainly seen that play out in a big-time level. Philip Robracha, you didn't know what he was going to be. Chris, is he going to provide anything? And just on and on and on with the squad, and here they are. Now at 22-8, 12-7 in the Big Ten, and an opportunity to get a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. More on that later. Ram McCaffrey, underrated as a coach. What he does on a year-out, year-out basis, year-in, year-out basis. Here's what Fran now is on the precipice of doing. It'll be an NCAA tournament in seven of the last nine years. You know who never had a stretch like that? Well, certainly not Steve Alford. Todd Licklater, come on. Dr. Tom Davis never had a stretch like this. Lute Olson did not put it together. Different era. Not the 64-team era and now the 68-team era that we know today. There needs to be more respect for Fran McCaffrey. And the consistent, solid program that he has built. I get it as fans. You want more. You want to see more. You want to see better. You want to see the program elevate. Gets to the next level. Remember what the next level got us? It was a next level down with Steve Alford. Be careful what you wish for. Iowa has an excellent coach. And that isn't to say Fran was not without his warts because for anybody that listens to me on the radio knows that I got some grievances that I air from time to time with Fran McCaffrey as a basketball coach. But in its totality, look at it big picture. I know you want a Sweet 16. I get it. I do too. We all want to see that. Maybe this is the year for it. Lose Luca Garza. Lose Joe Wieskamp. Those guys are playing in the NBA. C.J. Frederick, one of the best shooters in the country, leaves to go back home to Kentucky and get hurt again. Jack Nunchy, terrible. Losing his father, wants to get closer to home. He's on this team right now. Who knows how good they would be. But to lose all that from last year's squad, and to have this team now at 22-8 and eight, and heading to the tournament for the seventh time in the last nine years, boy, you got to give the guy more credit, I think, than a lot of this fan base is. Hawkeyes currently tied in the conference with Ohio State, of course, have the tiebreaker and are currently a fourth. That doesn't matter, though. So let's break it down. It's, it's time to do that right now. Let's get into things and break down 
the remaining schedule in the Big Ten. Of course, what we saw tonight goes a long way about that. So let's plug it in here. There's this website where you can plug in each of the remaining regular season games, and when you do, it'll spit out what the conference tournament bracket will look like. It's great. It's a great exercise to go through. If you're a better, it also can help you out there. But let's do it right now. Of course, we know the results from tonight. Illinois survives against Penn State. Iowa with the win against Michigan. And Ohio State dominating performance against Michigan State. Purdue, Indiana. All right, that one's at Purdue. Let's give Purdue the win here. Let's go to the weekend. Wisconsin over Nebraska, no doubt. Rutgers hosting Penn State. Let's say Rutgers. Ohio State, Michigan. Let's give that one to Ohio State. Northwestern, Minnesota. Northwestern, doesn't really matter. And Michigan State at home, they beat Maryland. And, of course, the final game, it is the border rival. You people in the Quad Cities, you know this one incredibly well. Illinois, Iowa. And for our purposes to start, let's say the Hawkeyes lose. I'm not counting this team out by any means, but for argument's sake, let's just do that. We'll calculate the seeds here, and this is what it will spit out. In this scenario, Wisconsin the one, Illinois the two, Purdue the three seed, Ohio State would be the four seed, and Iowa would finish in a tie for fifth place with Rutgers, Rutgers, though, because of that head-to-head and that garbage call at the end of the game against Keegan Murray, they would get the five seed. Iowa would be a six in this scenario. The Hawkeyes in that scenario would get the winner of Penn State, Nebraska, with a win there. In the quarterfinals, you get Purdue. Let's go a different direction. Keep everything else the same that we just went through. Everything else remains the same, except Iowa goes into Champaign-Urbana. And they get the win. Aha. (laughs) Excuse me. Now in this scenario, Iowa is a double bye. They are the number four seed. Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, your top three seeds. Iowa tied with Ohio State in this scenario. Of course, has the tiebreaker. The Hawkeyes get the number four seed. They await the winner of Ohio State against the winner of Minnesota Northwestern in the 4-5 game. And on the top of the bracket, of course, is the Wisconsin Badgers. They would get the winner of Indiana-Michigan. Imagine that if that plays out. You get Indiana-Michigan, two teams that I think we all have liked at times, the Hoosiers and the Wolverines this year, at least at their top level, how good they can be. And then Wisconsin waiting there, team that certainly analytics doesn't like. That would be fun if we could see that play out. Just some scenarios to play with. If you want to play with this yourself and go through all the different scenarios that are out there, Here is the website. It's a little long. Get out your pen, get out your paper, whatever it is, or just type it into your phone as you're listening on your device. B-ball. B-ball.notnothing.net. Again, that's B-ball.notnothing.net. That's where you can play with all these scenarios, get everything set up, and you are good to go and figure out the best path maybe for the Hawkeyes and what to cheer for, what you're rooting for going into the weekend. The weekend starts on Saturday with that Indiana-Purdue game, and then on Sunday, it'll be six Big Ten games all culminating with Iowa-Illinois on Sunday night. Plenty of scenarios out there. This Hawkeye team continues to impress. Now 22-8 and on the season. Credit to Fran McCaffrey and the staff 
what they've done getting this team ready. Bohannon was excellent. Perkins with another great game. Patrick McCaffrey, weren't sure if he was going to play tonight. He had some moments in the game overall. Rebracha giving up, what, six inches of height against Dickinson. He was battling. Connor, this was not the night of Connor shooting the basketball. Instead, this was Connor doing those little things that I think we've grown accustomed throughout the years. Not a great bench game, but the starters, they were excellent tonight. Iowa gets it done. What a night it was. Sorry I wasn't able to do this very quickly after the game. The instant reaction, not quite as instant here tonight on HawkeyeNation.com. Wellman's just got too loud for us, but thanks to them for their hospitality, and thanks to Circus Sports, as always. Great stuff over there. Saw a lot of great people here over the last couple of days as Circa was in town. If you're heading out to Vegas, I'm going to be there next week for the conference tournaments. Looking forward to that. Stop out. It is an incredible environment, the biggest sports book in the world. I'll be there all day Friday watching basketball, doing my radio show from there on KXNO. Should be a great, great time. Conference tournaments right around the corner, but still one big one remaining for the Hawkeyes against the hated Illini. Looking forward to that on Sunday. This is Trent Condon. Thanks for joining me here on the Hawkeye Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. We'll talk to you again down the line.